0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is episode 55 of Keeping It Local, Easton Be Awesome podcast, showcasing the amazing people in my community of Eastern Massachusetts. This is A great one for me because I have a long history with my guest here. Uh, The backstory, uh, going back to the early 90s, actually, probably 1992, I guess, uh, my dad wanted to start a business uh, towards the tail end of his career that uh, he could do two things, smoke cigars and uh, interact with people. Um, And so what he did was he decided to start a spring water delivery business from scratch, uh, went and got a, a, a van from a Hertz or one of the rental companies down at Providence Airport. Got an agreement with a, a water distributor, a water manufacturer out in western Massachusetts, and he started just picking up bottles. Uh, didn't think it completely through and uh, realized he needed a warehouse space. And uh, lo and behold, driving around town, he came across a, a company by the name of the time was Willwork Exhibit Services that had a warehouse uh, and they had some extra space. And he went in and uh, he talked to the owner, uh, Billy Nixon, and uh, they worked on an agreement that uh, we could have some of the space to put some of our bottles. And uh, over the next six years, we had a a wonderful relationship. Uh, Will Work and and Mr. Nixon and his entire team have always just been uh, lights out fantastic to my father and I. And during that, uh, I actually got introduced and got an opportunity to work at Will Work, which is... uh, in, which at the time was just installing and dismantling trade show booths, uh, which is a lot of work and it's labor intensive, uh, but it was a great opportunity uh, and I learned a lot. And so um, over the last 28 years since uh, I've watched this company grow and now it's known as uh, will work. It's will work global. service is it will work global, correct? Will work global services. Yes. Will work global services. So, Mr. Nixon, welcome. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, you know, as far as a town family goes, it doesn't get any more Easton than this. You're, the, the high school gymnasium is actually named after your father, who shares the same name. So you are, you are tied into Easton real tight. But tell us a little bit about Woolworth Global Services, because you spread, you, you spread your business from just the Boston area to all over the place. So give
1: us a little yep. history of that. Well, we started in, 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 in 1987. Uh, I was loading beer trucks, and I knew my back wasn't going to hold out. So uh, <laughs> we got the opportunity because of the way things were in Boston back in the 80s. And they made movies out of it. Mm-hmm. People couldn't procure any labor. Being in the union and a union steward, uh, they brought it to me because there was a big disparity between the, the, the Boston Union Teamsters mm-hmm. in the uh, local I was in, in the suburbs, Brockton Union, mm-hmm. and they came to me to see if I could procure labor. And uh, I told them after going in there a couple of times, get to, that was early and we get to go into the big city and we were young kids. And I'm like, yeah, geez, $15 an hour. We're going to get paid. It was like all yep. the money in the world. I think minimum wage is probably about four or $5 an hour at the time. Yeah. And all I had to do was hire a lot of my friends who were out of work, so I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> so I started getting being able to procure the labor, and uh it grew from there. The convention center was under thank goodness under being remodeled, and yeah. they used the parking garage at the Sheridan hotel a small space, so the conventions were small, so when they were asking for the labor, they only asked for like six or seven guys yeah and the uh the guys from South Boston wouldn't work for the, the, the gentleman I worked for, Champion Exposition Services, because they, they didn't like him. So he had to come to the suburbs to get his labor and procure it. So yeah. that's how he originally got started. And if it was already, the convention center was open, I don't think we, did, we wouldn't have been able to get the 50 to 100 guys. So it gave me like 18 months running to figure yeah. out what we had here. So we saw an opportunity and we struck.
0: Yeah, Minimum wage in 1992 was $4 and 75 cents. The first time that uh, I worked a trade show, I think for it It was 1992 or 93 with, uh, uh, the likes of Mike Haynes and Ryan Cass and a couple other guys. Um, and, uh, so, so you, so you started there, you grew it, you had some, you had some great, uh, team members, like I say, had Mike and Ryan starting. I mean, you've got some folks over there like Kurt, uh, who Kurt, if you listen to the, uh, creator of the, the uh, safety glasses he 's been an employee there for twenty plus years um, you 've got a lot of a lot of uh, long term long time team members uh, that have been with you almost from the start um, how did you How did you do that and how many wh- how big are you now? How many folks do you have that are a part of your team now uh,
1: collectively well as the industry grew from the '80s and technology came in, we ramped up. As the industry grew, we saw the technology and then we saw it transform into a lot of a v rental instead of just all the big walls and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So we got into the a v side of it and and the reason I bring that up at this point in time is you know what's going on with the virus it's we're in the event space, so it's the, it was one of the very first space once an airlines we've got walloped right away and now we've been filling out those SBA loans and it's morphed into four or five companies. So we've been doing an employee count and we don't qualify under will work because we had 1,263 employees last year. Wow. So if it's over 500, right. so all the other companies are under the 500 mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we put it all together, we're just a hair under 2000 employees with all the, companies together it's really like uh, one big organization uh, different companies but it's we look at it as one big organization they're all standalone companies mm-hmm. uh, one is a, a labor company that does teamwork supermarket installs like we're doing right now in the supermarkets and complexity mm-hmm. up for the virus we'll do anything that it requires labor mm-hmm. and then we have an app company for meeting spaces we create that's JCas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, you started with his brother Ryan, and now Jay is a partner of ours. and one way, we did it. We made everybody. A, we had some great, lucky recruiting going on, and they've been. We're the longevity here yeah. But in all the different divisions, we made the key people partners. Josh, mm-hmm. so like Kurt's a partner in the company. Yep. And Dave King's, you know Dave's my partner. Jay Cass is a partner, and Dave McCormick on the AV side's a partner. Yep. So uh, that's one way is to, to to do it so so, so let's talk about this
0: cuz you just you mentioned about you know the the trade show space it, it it got hit as a matter of fact i just read a report this morning uh 2.5 trillion dollars is the is the uh trade show convention uh impact that's what that's what is uh, spent invested and you utilize for money in a year and that's you know that's a lot of money uh and you basically you are coming into this year uh, and only because I know you and I talked to some folks, you were coming in this year to potentially have a breakout, just absolute best year ever uh, with, with great growth and a lot of new accounts and things like that happening at the start of the year. And then all of a sudden coronavirus hits and the wheels fall off the rails for trade shows. And literally the, overnight. World, the world stops overnight. Right. Um, literally just halts everything. Um I can't imagine what that was like because I mean, 2,000 employees. I mean, when I was when I started with you, your dad would would be at the office on Saturdays distributing paychecks, and there weren't a lot of them to distribute. But that's how they, that's how people got paid. And now that's you're true. talking about 2,000 employees, multiple offices, everything hits overnight. Um, what do you do? What what, what just, you know what's what? your what's your next what's your next
1: move? What's your thought on all of that? You know when. You were there, you, you saw when I was young doing it, and I would throw my beepers. at the time they'd be beepers. I would throw them a little immature, and the, get, the anxieties would get me, and I became known for that, and now I'm, if I get too wound up like that, uh, I'm going to have a heart attack, and I get too tired, I have to go home and take a nap. Yeah, and it's and it's not fair to all the people around you. It actually ends up being a violent scene. When I was 23 years old, everybody else was 23 years old. wasn't a big deal. Growing to that size company, obviously, you have to really change a lot of your behavior. I worked really hard on that aspect of not losing it. After going through 9/11 and going through 2008, it's like okay, deep breath, and you have a lot of people that are counting on you. And there was a lot of families counting on you. So it's funny. I thought I was great. I went four weeks. I'm like, I'm a pro at this. I was smiling. I was doing everything you're supposed to do. Yep. And then last week it hit me. It, 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 it was like a delayed reaction. The shock of it at first was a delayed reaction. I had a real bad day. I you know, I was yelling at people, the old Billy Nixon, kept. Yeah, I'm not that an, animated like I used to be. Came out and I knew to get out of the office. And I said, oh, "You're having you're having one of those days." It hit me four weeks after the fact, mm-hmm. and I I was able to limit it. Go home, sleep, sleep it off, and come back. But uh you know, we're a pro. We're it's we've been through an awful lot in 33 years. We've seen a lot, and it, so many people rely on us that I've got to figure out how we're going to keep the doors open. How we're going to get a lot we had to lay off we're down to 45 people uh mm-hmm. and our monthly cost was I'll throw numbers out from numbers It was like 1.7 million dollars a month it's mm-hmm. down to you know, the minutes so you, you hemorrhage cash instantly yeah so uh in 2008 we went from literally from uh, 27,000 in 1987 to 40 million dollars in business and, and that's just a straight up arrow Mm-hmm. And you start in your own press. All you did was hire. You got to give your bonuses, Christmas parties. You really think you're you're it, and, and it's all you. And mm-hmm. then, what the financial collapse in two thousand and eight hit was a really bad time because uh, I had to let people go, and I've never experienced that before. And I didn't know how to do it. I was in shock, mm-hmm. and we were hemorrhaging cash. Uh, and I waited six, seven months. And then I realized if I wait another month or two, no one will have a job. And I had to let people go when I should have let them go right away. Right. And this time around, I saw once I knew a virus, you knew what was coming because we've seen so much from 9 11 to now. I knew I had to react quick and I still didn't react at that burn rate of cash for a small company. I still took two weeks and we went to every person and we looked at them a thousand times in their situations. And, and, and it sounds bad, you know, and, and what we can do and who's working on a project. And we know we kept people at work, we still have them. They're working on projects. We know what we just lost uh, today, right before this call, a uh, $1.5 million job for Amazon who we landed at the beginning of the year in the Javits Center. Now we knew we we're going to lose it. The Javits Center is a hospital right now. And then right. it's probably going to be a hospital in June. Mm-hmm. So knew we were going to lose that business, but it still hurts when the call comes in. And yeah. can't do it. Yeah. So we reacted quick. Like you said, me and Kurt morning, noon and night. And, uh, it's, it, it, it truly was really tough. Mm-hmm. to Let the guys go. We then said, Kurt's like, Hey, you, you know, we're probably going to go out of business. and How big are we going to be? We're still burning cash. And I said, Kurt, I can't sleep, it's been a week. we let these people go. And in Massachusetts, Josh, people get eight hundred and twenty five. We pay well. So mm-hmm. they get maximum, plus they have children. And now today that six hundred dollars, thank God, mm-hmm. is hitting the payroll runs for people. Right. But we have some of the greatest people. I mean, they are just incredible. Mm-hmm. And they can do things that I listen to a lot of your podcasts, you know what I mean? And and you're very humble. But my team can go 30 hours in a row, 40 hours in a row, go home and sleep for three hours and get up and work. And I Mm -hmm. try to be a good leader and do it. And I'm I'm a disaster after 18 hours. And these guys, and I was when I was young too. Mm -hmm. These guys would do it. They're strong. And a lot of them come out of Orlando and they get to collect $275 a week. And any income they earn, they can't, they can't, it gets deducted. Yeah, In Massachusetts, they get a day. You get to give everyone a day pay. So everyone we let go in mass, we also get to give them a day's pay, which is a big help. Now they're getting the 600. Some of these guys are making probably going to make more and not want to come back. But <laughs> they'll come back because yeah. it's become a family here. Yeah. So I, I came in. I says, Kurt, I can't do it. He says, what? I says, Kurt, I've been thinking about this for a week. but And this is before the government ever mentioned stimulus. I says, we have to give our crew a stimulus package. He says, Billy, we're burning so fast. And Kurt's a, Kurt's a bleeding heart and I'm the mean guy, but I says, Kurt, and we cut, uh, we cut everybody uh, a $2,500 check that we let go. And we let go at that time, uh, like 40 something people at the time. And we gave, and, and the calls we got were amazing because when you hear that this virus is brutal, it's bad. And it is as, it is as dangerous and as bad, but at the time, that check, two people were on the verge of suicide. One of the guys said, you know something Kurt called him and said, Kurt, I'm going fight with my wife. She left. I've got all my bills in front of me. I got, I'm back drinking and I got a gun on the table. I kill myself for companies and no one ever cares about me. Wow. Wow. and then I got this call. So this, this virus is bad on the other side that people don't know. We know two people in our company that were on that verge. That's two people yeah. who pulled us in a small company. So it's yeah. like this effect is devastating for lots of people. Yeah. So our goal here is we're working. We've become where we can go to work because we're putting up the hospitals and the convention centers. We have that equipment. When you turn the television on, you can see those hospitals at the Javits Center. Those are my friends who put them in. They're my competitors. They're my partners. Uh, they were my competitors on that one. We didn't win New York, but yeah, uh, we're, we're putting them in around the country. Baltimore, yeah. Denver, Detroit, and and we're still working on more. And uh, we're doing everything to keep this company alive. Uh, and, uh... And thinking fast on our feet and working hard, so we got the doors open. You've been here. There's usually eighty people here. Now there's the payroll department, which is now down to two or three people, mm-hmm. and then there's four other people in the building. And we're just trying to keep business going, get this business. Uh, but we're happy when we win these things. It just brings in a little bit of money. You're not pricing them for a lot. Yeah. I listen to your, you know, your podcast with. Uh, ej at the oh, villa yeah. yeah 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 and neil levine it's the same thing it's it, you know when they're doing their takeout and they're coming up what a great idea listening to the uh oh, yeah. daughter. what a talented girl by the way
0: She's oh yeah a super- yeah Kathy, the, the whole richard's uh, richard uh Callahan family i mean they're just they're all hard workers and when you're working hard and you're trying to find find solutions of things actually just before we got on this i ordered my uh danny turns 13 tomorrow he wanted fish and chips from mcguire so we ordered delivery for uh for his night before his birthday but uh, yeah no it's it, that's the uh the amazing thing and, and thank you for sharing the story actually you can't see this but i put a picture of your team including kurt and your brother jimmy and, and a bunch of other guys that i pulled off the internet uh that it looks like i think it's in uh, orlando actually of all of the places to uh to 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 go and and you're absolutely right with with regard to a couple of things um i can remember when you talk about the hours um you know i can remember working 38 hours and and i think it was in a row and uh, in 2004 and uh, i think i shared a little bit of the story with you and it was when blackberries disappeared uh for for an ibm show i mean and they were 500 a piece they put four in a box and there was like 1100 boxes and uh tim mahoney and myself and two other guys from vegas Sat and ran tracking numbers, matched them up to make sure that they uh, that the DHL said they couldn't have duplicated, but they duplicated a bunch, and we uh, we ended up finding them. But nobody ever complained about it. It was just uh just work. You just did the work, and that's because you love what you do, um, and and you've built that with with the with the team that you have there, that loyalty and the people that are that are around you, and the the, the partnership idea is fantastic. Uh, that more people should do because now everybody's got skin in the game together. Um, and now you're you've so you've so you've pivoted to hospitals you're you're, you've 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 and I'd say I did a little creeping on on you uh over the weekend because I was like you know you're very um you are a very think on your feet figure it out I think in one of the other um challenges you had I don't know if it was Y2K or the recession or something 9-11 or something happened that you started that you went into the grocery store shelf business it seems like every time there's a a blip in the screen or a downfall or something with the, with your core business, you start up something else to offset it. And then it continues to grow um, and blossom into another one of these, one of these built, one of these businesses. And that's what you've done with the, uh, with the hospital setup. I saw a post that someone put that said, Hey, we've got, you know, access to these hospital rooms or mobile, whatever they were. And you said, I'll call you in an hour. Um, and I'm sure you called them in fifty fifty eight 58 minutes. Um, but did you literally just kind of, say, Hey, that's what we're going to do. You know, if we can't put the boots and we can't do the general contract for the trade shows, we're going to do the hospital rooms. Or was there other, other things that
1: you thought of, or where'd that come from? I love, I love that you, you you give me good credit there. And we do get, uh, well, you had Kurt on, we had a guy lose an eye and he came up with an incredible invention and he's still working and it's an amazing event. You witness, you've been helping him out with it. Uh, So we got a lot of people think on their feet, but this one hit it. We're all stunned. We don't know what hit us. And then once you hear the Javits Center is going to be a hospital, now we know we're in play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we were up there bidding it and uh, that one we didn't, we didn't do. The whole country's out of metal. But go back to your thought about the Blackberries. Think about yeah. our industry is always, always last second in crisis management. Here we are, Blackberries, IBM needs those, like that's their whole show. Yeah. They come up missing and You and Tim Mahoney, who is absolutely the most talented, amazing kid, uh, you guys have to go to work and figure it out and solve it instantly. Mm -hmm. else All chaos is going to... That's how all the trade shows are. Mm -hmm. So what I'm so proud of our industry because I'm watching graphic companies. I'm watching exhibit houses who build these exhibits, retool, making these face shields like crazy, getting them out. All the other companies and hospitals are building hospitals and... When you look at those convention centers, and I, I don't mean to, but it's the it's the convention business is turning them into the hospitals, mm-hmm. and we turn them in in forty eight hours. The largest hospital in the world is right now the Jake in the country is the Jacob Javits Center with three thousand beds, and that took forty eight hours to do, and that was the trade show industry. Okay. On the news, it's the Army Corps of Engineer, and it's you know the Department of Defense, but it's really the trade show industry. Trade
0: show laborers and, and designers that you guys
1: lay out the, the plans and everything, right? Everything. And it's always chaos. Everything is chaos. You got <laughs> you got twenty four the clients give you the information the day before and then and then you got forty eight hours to transform a city into a whole convention. Yeah. You know, so uh, we did the largest labor call last year in the history of San Francisco and there was forty eight venues, movie theaters, IBM took it over the whole city, okay. and we had 54 hours to put it in every square foot of Jacob Javits, and we had to run 900 men. And literally, we usually run on a big day 80 men in San Francisco. So we had to work with people by 900. The union only has 300 active people in San Francisco. So that's how fluid we always have to be. Yeah. And so when this strikes, they called. The trade show industry was, bam, we're at it. I couldn't be any more proud of where I work, but it is what we do every day. We do uh, crisis management every day. That's, that's why we like it because it's, it's always fluid. You're always going be to be quick on your feet, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the new businesses that will come out of here is uh, we're cleaning now. And we got, you know, uh, we just put in, uh, we're cleaning a military base in Puerto Rico. Uh people say to joined us back. He's amazing skills of accomplishing and getting things done. Yeah. And uh he's put together a cleaning company really quick and we just bid we just bid all of Google's uh and this is within three weeks, and we bid it uh the end of last week, all their facilities around the country to do cleaning. And we assume, you know, the cleaning's people come back to work. If they're gonna be oh, yeah. back in offices, they gotta clean these on a mate on a on a weekly yeah, basis. Yeah with these, just, just for peace of mind for all the workers.
0: Well, that's, um, a, that's an, that's an enormous industry, outsource service cleaning, outsource uh, remediation for, for instances like this. I mean, it's a, it's an incredible industry um, and, and you've got the skilled laborers that can actually do the work, which a lot of those companies that are actually in the space don't have uh, they're struggling to get people. So you have
1: the people, now you need to give them the work and you're finding it for them, which is amazing. Um, yeah, and that's and we're able to keep our guys busy. Although they, sh- we were really being really busy on the uh, supermarket side, as yeah. you've mentioned. That's a company called Teamwork, and it's to keep our laborers busy. And when the virus hit before they did the shutdown of the country, we we were working all our men. So our men got an extra two three weeks worth over everybody else in the country. And right now, and we're going to do it here. We got a dozen guys going up to Springfield, and uh, for a week starting next week installing for the cubicles. Never mind, Think of it. Now you got to put the, ple- just everyone's going in the supermarket right. and you're seeing the plexi put up, but the mm-hmm. cubicles in your office space needs it now too. Oh, wow. So everyone's going to put the cubicles in. So yeah, we try to think fast on our feet to try to keep these people busy and working. Yeah. And uh, you know, we have a lot of great people there. You know, Kurt came, I'll be honest, Kurt came to us to said Billy, I know you guys are working on the cleaning company. I know you're working on uh, more installation ideas and things of that nature. But we got to do something bigger. And mm-hmm. Kurt doesn't watch all the news and things of that nature. <laughs> that makes these. them great. It's, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he says, I can't believe we can't get antibiotics. They all come out of China. And I, I, I watch everything. I've been telling them. They, I bore them to death. I tell these guys this stuff. He says, we need to do uh, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. and maybe it sounds crazy, but that's what we do. We're not afraid of throwing out crazy ideas and see if we can do it, but we have a lot of medical – he goes, Billy, we're tight with McKesson, high-ups. Let's deal with McKesson, and let's make the antibiotics. Pete's saying, I know where to get the pill-pressing machine. It's Porsche Industries right in the industrial park. They produce pill pill machines. So I'm like, all oh, right, stay on that. Pete's got the cleaning company, you know? So –
0: well, you know what, it's, it's it, you know, it, it, not to transition it, but to be, you know, I, I get a lot of, I've been very fortunate to be in great opportunities and have great situations through the course of my career. And a lot of it was found foundational uh, built uh, learning. And a, a lot of my learning didn't come from a book. It came from learning, you know, hands on. And a lot of when people talk to me and ask me about, hey, you know, what were some great examples of. You know work ethic integrity or where do you get some of these ideas from or whatever, whatever it is and i i always have a couple that uh that i go on which one is um i can remember one of the first events that i did for you in boston and the client was it was a it was a complex booth i mean going back to the to the uh you know early mid mid or, you know early 90s there weren't plasma screen tvs and it wasn't technology i mean we didn't have you know, we had big box flip phone things, and um, you. you I remember one of the clients I were building the booth for. I had this really kind of hard request, and they were missing a bunch of hardware, and they, it just it was all their fault. Like hands down, if if anybody was sitting there, you'd, you'd say, you know, it's their, it's your fault. You know, that we can't help you. We can't do anything. But you had a very simple thing, and it was don't ever tell the customer no. Let's always try to figure out and find out how we can fix that you know, that challenge. And I can remember driving to, I think, Dorchester to try to find a hardware store to get this very, you know, hard to find hardware to finish this silly box that they wanted to put in the middle of the booth that basically served no purpose, but they wanted it. And, uh, (laughs) and, but we had, but we had to do it because you always, you always said, don't ever say no to the client, make sure that whatever it is that we can possibly do, if it's possible, we need to make sure that we make it possible. And, and the other thing that you do is that, that integrity of and the, and the, and the care um, that is why all these people are standing through and coming up with these ideas, one that you're open, but the big one that I talked to you about on Sunday that I've gone over, over and above telling people, and I actually have uh, a gratitude, make, make gratitude your attitude wall in my closet. When I'm feeling down and out, I open it up and it's a corkboard with, with thank you cards. You always made us, uh, you know, we were laborers. We built, we built booths. We didn't, you know, we got dirty. We didn't, we didn't have a pen and a paper that we worked with unless we were drawing a plan. Um, But you always told us that we had to write a thank you card and put it, you know, tented on the table so that the customer always saw it um, to show the appreciation of the opportunity that we were given. And that's something that I think that you instill and still, I know you still instill it today in everybody and you instill it in yourself. And that's, those are some things that, that carry throughout all of this process, right? So that's like, kind of how you're, you're doing a lot of these things or those core foundational values and why you do what you do. Um, and it could have been very easy. And I'll be honest with you, when, when all this stuff hit, first, thing, first person, <laughs> some of the first people I thought of were you guys, because I knew this was gonna hit you hard because I'm, I'm in the public speaking world. I'm in the trade show world of, as a getting up on stage. And I mean, I had a hundred hours. I got home uh, March 12th. I still had my my blinders on. March 13th happened and they started to do the the shutdown stuff. And on March 16th, the next 100 hours, I had every event canceled straight through June. And now I'm canceled straight through almost to September. So um, I thought about you. I worried about you. You know, I I reached out to you. um, But you guys never seem to have missed a beat. I know that it was hard. I know this was a challenge. I can't imagine the layoffs and everything else. But I'm just really so inspired to see that you guys just didn't take what was going on around you as the final answer. Um, And you've got all these creative new ideas. And I think that's something that people can take away from. Um, One of the things we didn't get to touch on too much, we talked about JCAS a little bit and some of your other companies. One of the really cool things that I think that's out there right now that I I really see uh, uh, a leveraging for the future, even with live events is virtual events. And, And you guys have been doing a bit of that for a while, right?
1: Where? Yes. Yeah, we actually and actually it's kind of funny because we had the AV company going, we have the app company going. Mm-hmm. And we we uh in 2008 we started the virtual events because people didn't want to spend the money for trade shows. So we started figuring it out with Jay Cass and Dave uh, McCormick and the, the team we have. We have some great talented teams. And we we've also brought a lot of first technologies into the business because we were well, we were the brand new AV company, we needed to stand out. And we have, we got lucky. we put an ad in the globe and we got a kid, Warner. He comes mm-hmm. in and he'd rather, he didn't like going into Boston, but he had no problem getting on a plane and traveling anywhere in the world. He would literally fill up a passport in a half a year and he would just find new technology, just see the basics and then get on a plane and meet the guy who invented it. And then we mm-hmm. would bring it back to the trade show industry. Yeah. So We've done. We were one of the first one. We're the first ones that we know of that did any type of three D mapping. Yeah. Like uh, the 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 Queen did it for her diamond jubilee on the Buckingham Palace. Well, we did it on Kiowa Island on the hotel. Now three three D mapping is it's it's really fine tuned itself. But it's hard to do a first. But once you do a first, yeah, you you better find a new first because it's now out of the bag. Everybody starts doing it. <laughs> now we doing virtual. Having Jay Cass a super talent. Yeah. And he's an interesting kid because like you said, Ryan was one of our first lead men Yeah, and he brought in his younger brother and he was a tech, he's a tech geek Yeah, and he was very good at the bulls, but he was going to college and then he got out and he went into gaming school building apps. Mm-hmm. That company didn't make it, but then he came back here right when that need was finding its way into the trade show. Mm-hmm. So he came back here. So we, we you know, people say you got all these visions. I'm like, Oh, well, Jake came back. He's a kid that my father's a school teacher with and told me this is what we should be doing. So I said, great idea. <laughs> so we have, you know, and then, so we have a lot of talented people. We just work really hard in fostering their ideas and letting them run with it because then the people around them say, wait, I have a good idea, but a lot of people are, are timid from creating them. And we try to foster everybody's idea when they come in. And when someone says you can't do it, we said, no, 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 no. That's a, a hurdle we need to get over. We can do it, but let's write that down. That's a hurdle. So we, we have a very big foster, a can-do attitude here. And it's really fun because yeah. it's, it's really fun to watch the ideas and get out of the way and let the people do it because we're old. Like you say in 87, <laughs> there was no beepers. There was no. nothing. No. There was in computers, you know. So you know, we still use phones with cords,
0: and and uh, I think cell phones were fifty cents a minute, and uh, not many people had them. So it was a different world. Phone banks were the uh, were the way were the way that people communicated when you were at the uh, when you were at the Heinz Convention Center when I started. Not many people had cell phones. So yeah, it's a different world. You know, lead generation software and all the different tools and items. You know, used to be. Uh, you know, if you were a salesperson, you'd go into a trade show and you'd bring a notebook and a pen and now you just scan people's badges and it automatically populates and goes
1: over to wherever the heck it goes. I mean, and by by the way, that's what Jay creates exactly that stuff. So he he creates all that. The, the one, the biggest purchase we made here, $289, 19, it took us a while, 1989. And it was a fax machine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Made, made, made that funny, uh, annoying noise. And, uh, yeah, I can remember those,
1: uh, to implement is... NetSuite. So, yeah. we got, so we're trying to figure that out. And I'm like, I'm still impressed with the fax machine. See, I I get, I couldn't figure out this NetSuite. Thank goodness we have a great team that can figure it out and they're working on it still as we speak. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: So, so what do you think's going to, uh, what do you think the world of, of, Trade shows and conventions looks like a, a year from now. The dust settles, everything's semi back to normal. Uh, people are wearing
1: free hug T-shirts. Um, That's the big debate at our office, and uh, I got to be honest, right now I don't. There's so many mixed reports. We are watching, and and I'm sure you're watching it too because you're in the trade show business. You're affected oh yeah. in a big way, but we're watching a lot of shows rebooked. Mm -hmm. And then when I listen to the the science on this, I don't, I really think it's 18 months before it's anything where we're back to normal. Mm -hmm. We're watching the shows rebook. I don't think they're going to happen even though they're rebooking. I'm trying to go with, we're we're ready for them. They rebook. We Mm -hmm. we can ramp back up, but I got to figure out how we can get our people back to work in any, any aspect possible. And by the way, we did buy a lot of graphics because we produce our own graphics here. So we turned into a graphic company. Mm-hmm. So we're out there producing any graphics. We got a $1,000 order for parking lots, for Albertson's stores. <laughs> but it was good because we didn't have to lay off our graphic department because right. now you get got all these pickups for the supermarkets. So we're putting, we're creating the graphics for them. And it's, it's, it's a bonanza. We were, you know, there was four more people we didn't have to lay off. So we have a lot of that. So we're, we're looking, okay, we've got to expand the graphics. People are going to be, there's going to be for so much more graphics for these retail environments, the schools, you mm-hmm. know, I'm looking at voting, you know, they showed Wisconsin on the news voting yeah. and everyone wore a mask and you go to Oliver Ames high school and you vote, it's the same way. And it's all the old people who are so vulnerable so we we got so much equipment. I'm thinking, Pete, how are we gonna? Let's turn this. Let's create the right voting structure, the voting bulls' for mm-hmm. the votes. You know. So that's what we're doing because I can't see where events and crowded spaces are going to come back that quick. Right, uh,
0: Josh, I I can't. No better place to 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 test that out than Nixon Gymnasium.
1: It's funny to say <laughs> that, that it, it, that's exactly we have right up the street. I'm thinking. You know, in about a week, we're working on other stuff right now. In a week, I'm going to say, "Hey, can you open up the school? We want to come in and and work on designing voting booths for you." And they're going to say, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, those so, are things. Those are things that people aren't aren't thinking about right now uh, necessarily. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of a you know when you look when you look back three or four weeks ago, you know, four weeks ago uh, in particular, four weeks ago we were oblivious. Three weeks ago, we were oblivious. a little a little bit a little bit in in this weird state two and a half weeks ago we got to chaos and out of like just what do we do and everything's a knee-jerk now we're trying to realign and get things in order but there's such an overwhelming overwhelming stack of to-do lists and everybody's working from home and social distancing and everything else and nobody knows the answer right nobody knows that this is six days or six months and you know you you could be spot on that it's going to be 18 months i'm i'm a i'm of the belief right now that just the industry itself to realign is going to take probably that 12 to 18 months. I am seeing people rebook and reschedule. My concern is who's going to go out there and go to those events. I think everybody should. I'd love for everybody to, because myself and other public speakers that are friends uh, of mine that I talk to, you know, they're telling me their, their stories. And and I think that I'm in a better spot than, than a number because um, many of my events are smaller. So um, yes. they're, they're more likely, you know, it's not the 50,000, 60,000 attendee, you know, keynote people that, you know, those guys are getting hit because,
1: you know, a lot of those events are just afraid to do, to put back on. Um, yeah. And you're not sitting around, you're out hustling, you okay. out, rooting. and, and, and from that is an opportunity is going to present itself. Oh yeah. Your podcast is growing, you know, and you're staying local and you're, and you're promoting these businesses, things of that nature, you know, yeah, you, you might not
0: see me get on a plane after this. I might enjoy just being at home doing podcasts, virtual trainings and speaking, who knows? I mean, it's been, it, it's been a learning experience. I didn't know how to use zoom two weeks ago. Uh, and now I'm doing all of my podcasts and recording on them and doing all this. And you're right. The, 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 uh, the, the, the ups, the uptick in listeners and followers and everything is, is definitely improved a lot.
1: So. Um, so I was telling you last week, like our company, it's a crazy business. There's a lot of parties are parties yeah. because we work so hard and we stick together when your adrenaline lets down you want to have a drink so we have a fun company and this last week they had they do a zoom hap. they'll do a zoom happy hour tomorrow all in their houses and they'll be drinking and they put pictures of themselves they're funny but last week they had seventy four company members on the zoom uh happy hour and it and it wasn't all seventy four but I heard it went from like five at night till 11. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, people want to, and, and when you set it up, it sends up all the pictures like a Brady Bunch uh, opening screen. Uh, so you can see everybody and they're waving and doing all that stuff. We're going to be doing, uh, there's going to be some of those coming up locally for some local businesses. We'll be sure to keep you in the loop on. I can't give too much away because I'm just talking to people about uh, booking it, but we're going to be doing a, and after hours for local businesses, uh, event next week, actually. So should be pretty cool. Um, well, let's, let's, uh, let's get some closing thoughts from you. Uh, worldly advice, um, thoughts, you know, perseverance. How does, how do people, how does someone get up every morning and do what you're doing and stay with the, uh, with the optimistic and upbeat attitude and, and your tone? I mean, if anybody listens to this and, and, doesn't see that you're someone that's that's you know absolutely figuring out how to crush it and take care of people then, then they're half asleep um, you, you, you how do you do it like what are what, what would be a couple of uh, uh, tips
1: secrets or, or final thoughts that you have it's funny because I would have said this to you two weeks ago uh, get up every day and there's a there's a real lot of need out there uh, to support Uh, your podcasts on the restaurants and people wanting to support work your brain, nothing, you, nothing is impossible and work your brain to the positive to figure out how to solve something, anything, you know, uh, uh, these healthcare workers are are literally heroes. It's the most unsafe and imagine getting up every day and getting to go into a war zone where you can't come home and see your family until you make sure you're safe and you don't know if you're safe. So mm-hmm. there's so many things out there. You know, I saw the lady, you, you, you have Easter, you have mother's day coming up. Mm-hmm. She's like, people are going to send flowers. People are working those uh, restaurants. Keep it's a Everything is local. Everything's a community local. Wake up every day and figure out what can I do? What can I do? Because it's a great exercise. And don't fall in a bad habit. Go out. Do, do some push-ups or sit-ups, even if you do three push-ups or three sit-ups. Just stay active. Get up and walk, you know, uh, and, 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 and take a lot of zinc because zinc is killing the curve. Social yep. distancing and zinc. You can't find zinc in a store, so I know zinc is a factor. <laughs> you know, yep. i studied it. But it's just get up every day, be positive with the family. I can't tell you how much I love. I'm going to go down. I love that pizza idea. You go home and make your own pizza idea. That story is spectacular. Like you said, you said it to EJ. Leave it to the young and leave it to the young. Force your kids, force the young to come up with the idea. Teach them how to work their brain because they have the answers. And they haven't been beaten up by life where they don't think they can do it. So force it. Look, think of the villa. Think of Neil Levine, what they're doing. They're coming up. They're coming up with an app that goes longer. Because it, once you activate that brain that you can do it, you're going to come up with amazing ideas. And don't be afraid of a bad idea. I always say it's not a bad idea. It might not be the right idea at this point in time. But all ideas are great ideas because if you do it in a room with a lot of people, somebody can kick out the part that won't work and add something that how to get through it. So it's, it's, I hate to say it. There's been a lot of fun here because we've been really testing our brain job and yep. working with Pete. Pete, Pete. Don't get that way. Don't say no. <laughs> oh, you're right, you're right. And now Pete's coming up with all these ideas and you saw what Kurt created. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So foster everybody around you. foster their ideas to come up with something. You'll be amazed. You're going to come up with something and then you're going to have fun with it and you're going to get out of the depression from it. Yeah. And that's what everybody has to fight that depression. You have to get up and be active but you got to motivate the body and brain body at rest stays at rest body in motion stays in motion that's what you need to do right now because we don't know what's coming next and we don't know how long it's going to be so that's what everybody can control is that aspect
0: yeah well that is uh that is some words of wisdom my friend that is uh that should be if anybody takes anything away take that last 2 minutes because that's amazing so now Let's talk, let's, let's figure out how people get a hold of you guys, because if anybody is, let's go down the rundown. If you're in the trade show business, you want your booth build out, installed, dismantled. You got a Amazon uh, or a company that's going to have your own private event, IBM, fortune 100 companies. I know you work with a whole bunch of those doing the total general contracting up to a million or greater square feet of a, a trade show floor. I know you do that. You do the tech, the tech backbone of it. You're doing the lead generation software. You're doing the mapping. You're doing all everything trade show related. You're doing uh, shelving for supermarkets and, and uh, retail outlets you're doing. Now you're doing uh, deep cleaning uh, for, for businesses and, and uh, and buildings and you're doing um, the hospitals for convention centers uh, to transfer, transforming convention centers into hospitals how does what's the best way that somebody can learn more get more and get a hold of you
1: well my cell phone's always out there i'm in town but we're, we got all the websites willwork.com willworkloverservices.com for productions infomed but if you call willwork that's the best one we will cipher the business that we will qualify what department you want and move it that way you go online and you have willwork our phone number 508 230 3170 Uh, and uh, give us a call. There's a lot of local guys locally, and you heard locally, nationally. We we say no to nothing. We say no to it, and and it creates a lot of opportunities. So we're hungry, and we want to put all our people back to work, so give us an opportunity as we can tell you. Absolutely.
0: And that number is 508-230-3170. That's the direct number, and you just say that you listen to the podcast, and you don't know which one or all of the above services that you want, and they will put you through to the right place. Mr. Nixon, I can't thank you enough on so many levels. You have been uh, an advocate for my family for 25-plus for years. You've been uh, a huge inspiration to me throughout my professional career. You've given me some wonderful opportunities. You've, you, you kept me gainfully employed once or twice when my dad decided to fire me. <laughs> um and then rehire me the next day um cheap labor you know when you work for your dad it's uh, it's easy to it's easy to let him go and then tell him to come back over dinner so um but no this is i think that a lot of folks that listen to this that know me that know me professionally will they'll they'll, they'll click in and they'll be like okay now i see you you know the the leadership that i had early on is instilled in me throughout um my career so i can't thank you enough for everything that you've done uh, for me through through these years. And I well, wish you- this,
1: this has been a lot of fun and yeah. I never knew you had such a great voice till I heard you on the podcast. <laughs> no. You have an incredible voice for this. So the, well, no I'm a big supporter and I think you're doing great stuff and I'm glad to be part of it. I, I appreciate
0: it. I will do that as always. If there's anything I can do, uh, I am always here, but I wish you and the team nothing but success. It's, it's amazing to, to be able to go in someplace today Uh, especially in the workforce where lots of people don't have a lot of loyalty and you see people um, that are still, you know, slinging, slinging, working hard. Uh, I got to spend some time with, with, uh, with Bill uh, there last time I was there. I can remember him teaching me about how to make cold calls uh, back when I went back when I started slinging water. So it was, uh, it's great to see um, that, you're, that you're that you're doing everything you can for everyone and, and keeping and keeping yourself out of the hospital yourself and, and keeping keeping cool. So um, I hope to do this again. This was your first podcast. You knocked it out of the park. Um, congratulations. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Be Awesome podcast. I think that uh, we've got a couple. We're going to do one tomorrow. Uh, Actually, uh, Mr. Nixon talked about those healthcare workers. I've got a a friend. He's outside of Easton, but he's doing something amazing. Uh, He started a foundation after his wife passed away, Nan Circle of Hope. Uh, They were raising money doing uh, some incredible things. She was a nurse. uh, And so uh, after she passed, they started this Circle of Hope to provide scholarships and support for Men and women that want to go into the nursing field and they've shifted gears, they're going to be raising money to feed uh, the nurses that are in the hospitals here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, make sure people are uh, working their shifts but also getting their food in. And then I got a couple of new people. We're going to take the weekend off for the Easter and spend some time with family. But we're going to come back at it hard on Monday with uh, continued Eastern efforts of great people doing amazing things, just like Mr. Nixon's doing here. So, in the meantime, uh, likes, follow, shares, comments, all that good stuff. Let people know that we're out here let people know that there are people doing great things and, uh, just keep your, keep your head down and keep doing what you do. And if you can be anything, be awesome. Talk to you tomorrow.